All the things you prayed for. Chapter 42 Networking Kravitz doesn't go after Taco. It's not like he didn't know this was coming, but the irony of it happening right as he was working up the nerve to confess almost makes it funny. Not quite, but almost. He stays out on the roof until the cold air starts to get to him, until the tips of his fingers start to go numb and he can't feel his cheeks anymore, until he can't not go back in because it'll look like he's hiding. He needs to decide what to do. Leave? Leaving seems like the best option now, but he has to weigh the looming threat of the hunger against his personal feelings. He wants to run away, has wanted to run away for a while, but he has a job to do, and there is no way in hell he's letting John get his hands on Taco again. Kravitz takes the stairs down to the helipad and finds Barry waiting, anxiously, by the bar just inside the doors. He smells like beer, but doesn't look like he's been drinking. Kravitz opens his mouth to say something, to apologize or let Barry know he's on his way to pack his things, but Barry beats him to it. Taco remembered? He sounds concerned. Kravitz has to suppress a wince. He did, he says. It didn't go well. I know you warned me. This complicates everything. I'm going to go... Barry shakes his head, cutting Kravitz off. Are you okay? He asks. Taco, look, he was very upset, Krav. You kissed him? Kravitz would really, really rather be in D.C. right now. I was going to tell him everything, but it just... The kiss happened before the talking did. Barry gives him an exasperated look. Somehow that makes Kravitz feel better. It's an expression grounded in normalcy, not one that says Kravitz fucked up in ways that can't be fixed. I love Tim and Loop talking about it. I told you this would happen. I was going to tell him tonight, Kravitz protests, because that had been the plan. He'd take Taco somewhere private and do his best to explain— only, at the last second, he'd chickened out and kissed Taco instead, even though he knew it was a bad idea. In a lot of ways, he deserves whatever's coming to him. He fucked up. No amount of standing out on the roof and letting the cold turn him numb can make up for lying to Taco since he got back, or for keeping the truth from Loop for years. You didn't think kissing him might trigger some memories coming back? Barry asks the question like there's a right answer. Gravitz knows it's something he should have anticipated, but in the moment, there'd just been Taco. A warm weight pressed against his side, angling for a kiss, smiling up at Kravitz in the moonlight. Kissing him had been the most natural thing in the world, had felt like something sliding back into its proper place. 
and then it had disintegrated because Kravitz had gotten greedy and wanted too much too soon. Kravitz looks away from Barry. I'll go down to D.C., he says. I'm sure Lucretia won't mind sending Killian or Carrie to come and help you monitor the situation with the drones. What? Barry's incredulity has Kravitz looking up again. Kravitz, you can't leave now. You kissed Taco and exposed everything. Now is the worst possible time for you to go. I can go stay with our queue, and then Taco and Loop won't have to worry about dealing with me. Kravitz says, shaking his head. It'll be easier for everyone. It'll be easier for you, Barry says, frowning at him. Kravitz, you're not a coward. Why are you so determined to run away? I can't stab this. Kravitz means for it to be a joke, but it comes out wrong. Bitter. Too honest. Kravitz winces as soon as it leaves his mouth. The frown on Barry's face morphs into something else. Something Kravitz can't quite read. Stabbing isn't the only way to fix a problem, bud. Sometimes you gotta talk about your feelings and apologize. Not, uh, now, probably, but eventually. You have to stay and face the music. They'll both be mad, but they're not gonna- Hey, Krav! Kravitz winces at the sound of Lube's voice, turning to look at her, standing in the doorway with her arms crossed over her chest. Loop. Nope, not your turn to talk. You had plenty of chances and didn't take advantage of them, so I'm just gonna go ahead and say that you don't get to say shit now either. Loop walks right up to him and plants a hand on his chest, pushing him back. What the fuck, Krav? You didn't think it was important to tell me you dated my brother? Loop, I didn't. No! Loop shoves him again. Kravitz lets her, taking a step back and raising his hands in surrender. Years! Kravitz, you kept the fact that Taka was alive to yourself for years! He's my brother! He's my brother, and you knew he was out there, that he was being tortured and used, and you didn't say anything! Loop looks devastated, staring at him with wide green eyes. Same color as Taco's, her chest heaving with repressed emotion. She looks one wrong word away from either breaking into tears or decking him. We're supposed to be friends. I could have helped him. We could have saved him. We could have brought him home sooner. Kravitz doesn't know how to explain to Loop, who never for a second doubted that she'd be able to get through to Taco that he didn't think it was possible. That when he showed her the scar on his stomach, the one he got when the Winter Soldier almost killed him, he was trying to say, look, I tried to save him too. He wouldn't listen. He doesn't know what Taco told her, and he doesn't know what he could add to it to make her see that he knows he fucked up. He still cares about her and Taco, and that he'd do anything to protect them. Kravitz's circle is small. He's willing to sacrifice everything for the people in it. Giving Gloop and Taco what they want is nothing. 
I'm sorry, he says, voice soft. You better be fucking sorry, Luke snaps, glaring at him. You kept this from me for years, and then you didn't even think it was important to tell Taco that you used to be in a relationship before you kissed him? What the fuck, Crav? Who does that? Did you think he wouldn't remember? Did you think it wasn't important? Kravitz can see Barry trying to figure out a way to defuse the situation in the background. But honestly, he deserves to be yelled at. And Loop deserves answers to her questions. I didn't know what to say, he says, because it's the truth. Inside, Kravitz's mind is in turmoil. But it's easy to slip on a calm facade to use his Reaper persona as a shield. I didn't know how to explain what happened. I didn't think I assumed it wouldn't be very important in the grand scheme of things to him. It was a long time ago. It was only a few months. That doesn't help. Loop keeps glaring. You find a way, she says. If you care, you find a way to explain, even if it's awkward or weird or... Loop cuts herself off and steps back. If you care, you try. Kravitz runs a hand over his face. Krav, I'm gonna... Do you mind? Barry nods his head in the direction Loop stormed off in. I'm gonna talk to her about all of this. Try... uh, I don't know. Advocate. Just... Please don't leave. It's gonna be okay. Just... Give them some time to cool down. Kravitz is going to give them all the time they need. He'll go stay with Istis in our queue. Maybe relocate. It's Barry's building anyway, not like Kravitz has a lease. Barry's asking him to stay, though, for now. And Kravitz has broken a lot of trust already tonight. I'll be in my apartment, he says. I think that's for the best. Okay, says Barry, glancing back down the hallway where Loop went. Good. I'll be... I'll come down and check on you later, okay, bud? I just gotta... Loop. I know. Go. Kravitz says, waving Barry off. She needs to talk to someone, and it can't be me or Taco. Thanks, Krav. Barry darts forward, giving Kravitz's arm a brief squeeze, and then leaves to find his girlfriend. Kravitz has never felt so alone. Loop left the upstairs common room to leave the upstairs common room. No real plan for where she was headed except away from Kravitz. She feels like maybe she should go check on Taco, only she's also angry, and that's maybe not the best energy to bring around her brother, who she left eating ice cream and glaring at diners, drive-ins, and dives. Taco's still figuring out how he feels about Kravitz lying to them all. Loop can't make her emotions his problem right now. Taco's the one Kravitz had a relationship with. Loop, he just lied to. Loop stops walking, taking a deep breath to try and stop herself from... She doesn't even know. 
Taco was alone for so long. He spent so many years being held prisoner, and Kravitz was supposed to care about him. But Kravitz kept his mouth shut about Taco for years after he met her, and it's not like Kravitz can say he didn't realize who Taco was. Taco and Loop have the same face. Loop can't wrap her head around the size of the secret Kravitz had been keeping from her. Hun? Loop lets out the breath she's holding and turns to look at Barry. Sorry, she says. Sorry. It's just, there's a lot going on right now. I know. Barry steps closer to her, his face all scrunched up in concern. Are you okay? Loop shakes her head. She doesn't know what she is. Angry, sad. Mostly she feels betrayed. They were in love, Barry, she says. In the Red Room, they were partners, and they were in love, and Kravitz never said anything. He didn't even tell Taco about it. Does he not trust us? I think, Barry says carefully, that Kravitz still doesn't quite know how to trust people properly. I think it's hard for him. I think... I don't think we should assume Kravitz not talking about something is the same as him not caring about it. Loop narrows her eyes, watching Barry closely. Did you know? Barry's wince is enough to tell her what she needs to know. Loop hits Barry's arm lightly. Babe! Kravitz told me in Boston, Barry says, holding up a placating can. He was panicking. The soldier making an appearance sent him spiraling, and we ended up drinking a couple of bottles of wine while he talked about it. I've been telling him to tell you and Taco ever since. He's, uh, kind of a mess. Loop snorts bitter. <laughs> He's a fucking disaster. Barry nods in agreement. He is, which is... I know you haven't spent a lot of time looking at the Red Room files, but there is a lot in there about the way they trained the Reapers, and frankly, I'm amazed Kravitz is functional as he is. Which isn't an excuse for him not talking to you and Taco about everything, because he should have. But it is an explanation for why he's so bad about talking about things he cares about. Taco talked about having to keep the fact that he cared about Kravitz a secret in the Red Room. He talked about coming up with excuses to spend time with him and sneaking him out in the middle of the night just to spend time together. Loop can see how growing up in that world would skew your view on things, but still. He better tell Taco how he feels, Loop says, frowning at Barry. And apologize! Properly. I don't care how messed up his childhood was. It's fucked up that he didn't say anything. Barry laughs softly, opening his arms. I'm sure he will, once Taco's had some time to process his memories. Kravitz loves him. He's just bad at feelings. Loop steps into the warm circle of Barry's arms, sighing and pressing her face into his shoulder. I'm still mad at him, she says. He didn't tell me. 
He could have said something, at least when Taco showed up again, even if he left out the feelings thing. I think he was trying to protect you, Barry says after a moment. You should talk to him about it, but I think Taco shooting Kravitz and giving him that scar hurt him more than just physically, you know? Not telling you was a mistake, but I think it was a mistake he made trying to look out for you. It kind of makes sense. As much sense as keeping all these secrets for so long, anyway. God, Whoop says. You're making me want to be reasonable about this. You'll thank me when you aren't angry at one of your best friends anymore, Barry says, rubbing her back. No, Loop lies. This is the worst. Barry presses a kiss to her shoulder, and Loop melts into him, giving him a squeeze. I should go back and check on Taco. Are you feeling up to checking on Taco? Barry asks. I could... Jarvis, what's Taco doing? There is a brief pause, then Jarvis's voice, ever calm, says, He appears to be sleeping, sir. Loop sighs and pulls out of Barry's embrace. Anger napping, she says, deliberately pushing away the lingering fear that maybe Taco will wake up and not be Taco, if anything could prime his brain to being the soldier out of him, it's this. John using his drop codes and the sudden resurgence of a bunch of memories Kravitz didn't have the decency to- She stops and takes a breath before she gets caught up in her anger again. Taku had a rough day. I guess we shouldn't wake him. Probably not, Barry agrees. Hey, you want to help me make a worm? Loop snorts. Do I want to help you code? Okay, that's fair, Barry agrees. Do you want to keep me company while Jarvis and I make a worm? Loop's too keyed up to sleep. Spending time with Barry while he works on the thing they all should be focusing on, the thing they need to save the world, sounds better than lying alone in bed. Okay, she agrees, pressing a quick kiss to Barry's lips. But I get to pick the music. Deal, says Barry, who Loop knows tends to tune out everything around him when he really gets into his work, hyper-focusing on the task at hand. You have better taste in music than I do anyway. Babe, that's just sad. I'm ninety years old. Loop grins, lacing their fingers together and heading towards Barry's lab, his hand in hers. Come on, Janelle Monet's got a thematically appropriate android album. I'm gonna make you cool. She pauses, making a show of considering her word choice. I'm gonna do my best. Barry laughs and lets her lead the way down the hall. Of course you are, he agrees. My hero. Paco dreams about Kravitz. Kravitz, younger, hair shorn close to his head, leaning into Taco's touch. 
Kravitz, body warm, beside him in bed, Kravitz's hand on his hips, Kravitz, his dreads between Taco's metal fingers, mouth hot, kissing him all hard and demanding, Kravitz dressed in black clothes that cling to his body, in a way that makes it clear how much he wants Taco, Kravitz shirtless, Taco's hand sliding over the scar on his stomach as he reaches for... Taco wakes up, too hot under his duvet, sprawled over the couch, and scowls up at the ceiling. He doesn't need more memories or dreams or whatever the fuck he's being subjected to by his hell brain. Fuck Kravitz and not like that. Taco is good without the flashbacks. Taco is pointedly not thinking about how Kravitz never had dreads in the Red Room and didn't get the scar until much, much later. He's angry with him, rightfully so. Kravitz doesn't get to be in Taco's dreams. He lost the privilege. Taco burrows under his duvet, even though he feels sweaty and gross, and reaches for his tablet. Loop left him alone with his ice cream and TV to go yell at Kravitz, and Taco doesn't remember her coming back. A glance at the time tells him it's probably because he passed out and she didn't want to wake him. It's eight in the morning. The day after, a whole lot of shit. Taco pauses, sitting up on the couch. It's the day after a fuckload of stuff that should have left him Russian or the soldier or catatonic, and he's... him. Taco. Hey, Jarvis, he says, glancing up at the ceiling. What language is this? English, sir, says Jarvis. Shall I let the captain know you're awake? Taco should say yes. Loop's probably worried about him. He doesn't really feel like talking to her now. Nah, he says. She's hitting things. The captain is currently training, says Jarvis, which means yes. Taco kind of wants to hit things, too. Taco, he's not sure what he wants. For Kravitz not to have lied to him for months and to loop for years. And okay, Kravitz not coming to apologize last night was smart, but he'll probably show up to do it soon, and Taco's not sure what to say to him in response. He's still sorting out memories in his head. Talking to Loop helped. Sleeping feels like it helped, kind of. But it's still a hell of a lot of bullshit, and Taco needs a break. He rubs his hands over his face. A break and a shower. Taco forces himself off the couch and into the shower. He maybe puts on nicer pajamas than he normally would for just sitting around all day in case Kravitz comes to see him. Taco could make it easier by leaving the apartment, but also fuck that. Kravitz doesn't get easy. He doesn't deserve it. Taco's maybe a little conflicted about whether or not he's going to accept Kravitz's apology. He's standing in the kitchen, making coffee, when the knock on the door comes. Taco hasn't been waiting for it, but he hasn't not been waiting for it either. He takes a moment, so he doesn't seem eager, and then walks to the door, schooling his face as he pulls it open and finds Barry. Oh, he says, it's you. Barry shifts in place, looking uncomfortable. Uh, sorry? Loop's training still, I think. 
Falco steps aside so Barry can come in if he wants to. She told you about the whole... situation? She told me you remembered that you and Kravitz used to... be together, yes. He confirms. How... are you? It's a complicated question. He's still Taco, which is apparently not a given anymore. But also Kravitz was his boyfriend and didn't tell him, and what the fuck does that mean? Why didn't he say anything to Luke? Because he didn't think Taco was important enough to mention? Okay, maybe not when they first met, and they were fighting off an alien invasion. Taco can cut him, like, two weeks of slack while they saved the world and did a bit of cleanup. But after that? Taco shrugs and turns his back to Barry, heading over to finish making his coffee. How do you think I am? He kissed me, and he's been lying. Sure, says Barry after an uncomfortable pause. I mean, yes, he did that, but do you think... Taco turns before Barry can complete whatever ridiculous thing he's going to say next, because what the fuck kind of but could come after everything Kravitz did? Taco points a metal finger at him. Are you here to tell me I should be more understanding? He asks. That I should what? Decide it's cool he never said anything? Kravitz is a big boy and a fucking super spy, my dude. He can defend himself just fine. Barry holds up his hand, defensive. Sorry, he says. I'm not trying to... I guess I am kind of trying to defend him, actually. I don't think he was trying to hurt you or Loop, you know? I think he just... Barry, I know you own this building, but I will throw you out. Taco says, trying to keep calm. It doesn't seem like Kravitz put Barry up to this, but it's still frustrating, kind of infuriating, actually, to have Barry show up and try to explain Kravitz's actions for him. It's none of your business, okay? I know you like to fix things, I know you're a superhero, and you think you need to run around saving people, but you weren't there. You don't know what it was like. You don't know anything about it. Keeping calm is rapidly becoming a thing of the past. Taco doesn't mean to take his frustration and confusion out on Barry, but Barry's here, and right now he feels like a pretty good surrogate. I'm not even sure I know everything yet because some Nazis have been scrambling my brains for decades. I want my memories back, all of them, good or bad or fucking complicated. Kravitz can keep as many secrets as he wants to himself as long as they're not about my history too. And this is, I've had more than enough people take shit that was mine from me. If he had his reasons, then he's the one who has to fucking explain them, not you. Taco takes a deep breath, unclenching his hands. He unconsciously bawled into fits. I don't want to talk about it, Barry. Just go bother Loop or something. Go make your worm. I'm not ready for this conversation. Barry studies him for a moment, then nods. Yeah. He says, sorry, talk, I'm, I'll go back to the lab. He takes a step back, then pauses. 
He does care about you, though. Taco rolls his eyes, turning his back on Barry again. Taco doesn't know why Kravitz decided not to say anything about their relationship, but he's seen the way things were between them back then. Even though he's angry, even though he's, okay, hurt, and kind of just wants to eat some more ice cream and go back to sleep, Taco's not stupid. He kissed me, he says. He fucking better. The days following the Long Island City attack are painfully awkward for Kravitz. They pass slowly, at least for him, and are an exercise in trying to avoid everyone else in the tower. He sees Barry, but does his best not to see anyone else. Taco is easy to avoid. All Kravitz has to do is stick to his apartment and the gym. Avoiding Gloop is harder, but not by much. He just checks with the Jarvis that the gym is empty before he leaves to train. Kravitz is lonely. Barry's visits are brief. He's working on a worm that will take out John and his network of robots and drones. That's more important than keeping Kravitz company. Kravitz wants to go to D.C., but Barry keeps telling him to stay and Kravitz keeps agreeing. I could come up. R.Q. offers when Kravitz calls her an Istis for the second time in three days. Their first conversation had mostly been R.Q. saying she told him he needed to tell the truth, and yeah, that's fair. She did. You could probably use the backup anyway, if you're dealing with the hunger. I didn't get a chance to kick their asses last time. Kravitz laughs. R.Q. being in the tower does sound good. But it also sounds like him calling him back up, and he doesn't want to shatter the illusion of cooperation currently hanging over their team. Maybe, he says. It's only been three days. Barry's still talking to me. Crab, you should have told them, but you know you don't need to punish yourself for making a mistake, right? R.Q. asks, too perceptive by half, even over the phone. You weren't trying to hurt anyone. I did, though. He knows from Barry that Taco's angry. Taco deserves to be angry. Taco is... Anything he and Taco might have had together is gone now. Kravitz knows that, too, intuitively. The certainty that the kiss on the roof was their last kiss is something that keeps hitting him. He'll be training alone or making himself dinner, or knitting an endless scarf to keep his hands busy, and it keeps sneaking up on him. A physical ache in the center of his chest, strong enough to make him feel sick. It's done. Kravitz ruined it. He needs to accept that, and learn to move on. He needs to hope that, what, that maybe Taco will be his friend one day? That Loop will forgive him first and be able to bring her brother around. Kravitz remembers what it was like not to be a person, to shut down the part of himself that wanted to care about things. Sometimes he misses how simple things were then. I hurt him in Loop, 
I wasn't trying to, but I did. I put myself before them, and I did- Loop's right. I should have told her. Kravitz closes his eyes, reaching up to rub a hand over his heart where the ache sits. I wanted to protect myself, and I let her down and took advantage of Taco. I'm lucky Barry's not furious, too. Barry is the only adult in the whole tower, RQ says, letting out a sigh. You're a disaster, kid. You know that, right? The corner of Kravitz's mouth quirks up in a bitter half-smile. I know. Good, says RQ. Okay, I'm gonna check with Istis and then- I'm terribly sorry to interrupt, Agent, says Jarvis. You're needed in the laboratory. The hunger is attacking the Lincoln Tunnel. Shit, says Kravitz, getting to his feet, his phone still pressed to his ear. I have to- Go, RQ agrees. I'm gonna call Lucretia for a ride. I don't care what self-flagulation bullshit you're on right now. The hunger is focusing on NYC, and you need more people up there. I'll tell them you're coming. Kravitz's weapons are in the armory. Everyone else is going to be there, too. He has a suit he can change into in his apartment. If anyone asks, he'll pretend changing here was for efficiency and not a deep desire to avoid spending prolonged time periods with Loop and Taco. Break a leg, Crab, says RQ. Don't get killed. This time, Kravitz's smile is grim. I'll do my best. He hangs up the phone in strips, pulling on the reinforced suit he wears as the Reaper and slipping his feet into a pair of thick-soled boots. Then he's out the door and headed to Barry's lab, pulling his dreads back into a bun as he walks. The Lincoln Tunnel is a major artery. Attacking it will shut down Manhattan. As far as targets go, it's a good one. The people inside will be sitting ducks for the hunger's drones. John's drones. Kravitz walks into the lab and sees Loop and Taco for the first time since the night of the kiss, and of the hunger's last attack. Taco is on the couch in pajamas, a blanket wrapped around his shoulders and a bag of chips in his lap. His hair is up in a messy ponytail, and when Kravitz walks in, Taco glances at him just for a second, and his face shudders, going cold and blank. Kravitz looks away before Taco does. At Loop, dressed in her cap gear, a look on her face that says she's still mad, but is going to keep this professional. Jarvis told you about the attack? Barry asks, breaking the awkward silence in the room. Gravitz nods. Our cue is calling Lucretia to get a ride up, he says. I don't know if she'll make it here in time to help, but she's coming. Good idea, says Loop after a beat. Should have called him back up before, but I wasn't thinking. Yeah, been a busy few days, huh? Taco asks from the couch. Lots of cool revelations. Taco's not coming. John's got his codes and it... We don't want to risk something going wrong. Loop runs a hand through her hair. Fucking John. It's fine, says Taco. When Kravitz looks at him, Taco's frowning at an empty spot on the wall deliberately ignoring the whole side of the room Kravitz is on. 
Apparently I trained Kravitz, so, you know, you should be good without me. Kravitz winces. Three days, obviously, isn't enough time to soften the anger Taco feels. There's some good news here, though, Barry says, and holds up three black squares about the size of a pager. We've got a worm that should work. If we get this uploaded to the network controlling John's systems, we should be able to shut the whole thing down. It'll replicate itself and move from machine to machine. He tosses one to loop and the other to Kravitz. The drive needs some time to work, but they'll upload wirelessly. If we get them attached to a hub, we can take them out for good. Kravitz saw John get hit by a missile and survive. He's not sure he trusts this to get rid of John for good, but Barry knows his stuff, and knocking out the drones would be a good start. The robots are sturdier, but fewer in number. They can handle them. We just stick this to a machine? Loop asks, turning the drive around in her hands. Barry nods. Stick it to a machine. Keep them busy while the worm uploads. The worm should do the rest. We've got this. Taco, on the couch, makes a doubtful sound. Uh, John's smart, he says. Bet he has virus protection. It's a start, says Loop, tucking the drive into her suit. It's something. We can try again if it doesn't work this time. A hunger is attacking our city, and Barry didn't almost die over the aliens to let a Nazi tear New York apart. Thanks, hon. Barry smiles and touches his watch, summoning the Iron Man suit to assemble around him. Let's get moving. Kravitz lets Luke lead the way out of the lab, stealing one last look at Taco, crumbling up a handful of chips and feeding them to a happily beeping Garrel. Taco doesn't want anything to do with him anymore. Kravitz is going to respect that. But before he does, Kravitz is going to make damn sure that John doesn't lay a finger on Taco ever again. Taco very deliberately doesn't watch the team leave. Specifically, he doesn't watch Kravitz leave. He thinks it's extremely rude of Kravitz to not even try to apologize any time in the last three days. Not even a peep. Not even a, Taco, can we talk? Not that Taco wants to talk. Taco doesn't know what he wants. Every time he's tried to think about it for too long, he just gets angry and has to stop. But it's the principle of the thing. Taco crumbles up another chip onto the floor. Gerald beeps at him. Yeah, I got the good snacks, Taco says, and feels kind of dumb about the fact that he's talking to a cleaning robot, even a fancy, heavily modified cleaning robot. He drops a few more crumbs anyway, and Gerald zooms around and cleans them up. In a weird way, it makes Taco feel better. He doesn't feel... great being left behind while everyone else goes to fight John, even if it is for good reason. Last time they were barely matched, but Taco would be a liability. Taco scowls. This sucks. 
Maybe past Taco had the right idea, not going outside. He eats a chip, and crumbles another one to put on the floor. Inside has snacks. Inside has Garrel and his tablet. He's not going to watch the battle, though. Nope. Taco's brain can't handle that one. Too much bad shit rattling around in it. It's all crowded up with memories. Taco would love a solid five minutes without everything being shitty, but nope. As long as there are Nazi fuckheads like John running around, still, Taco doesn't get that. He doesn't even get to kiss a hot boy to make up for Nazis, because it turns out the hot boy has been lying to him and his sister, and Taco scowls and eats another chip. This sucks. Everything sucks. Pardon me, sir, but I think there's... Taco flinches, then sits straight up as Jarvis's smooth British stones spritz out into a high whine and then abruptly stop. Hey, Jarvis! Taco says. Hey, everything good? He feels a creeping dread in the pit of his stomach and suddenly realizing that he's alone and John knows his codes still work and the tower isn't as secure as everyone wants to believe it is. Jarvis is silent. The lack of noise in the apartment suddenly feels oppressive. Only the soft sound of the HVAC system, of Garrel zooming around the lab in a circle that brings him back to Taco's feet. Taco can hear his heartbeat too loudly, and then the intercom crackles to life again. It appears we are under attack, Sergeant. Jarvis says, his voice glitching out. Taco scrambles to his feet, adrenaline coursing through his body. I would advise you to gather the earplugs that Mr. Hallwinter keeps in the first drawer under the coffee machine in the work 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 workshop. I don't know how much longer. Paco glances at the coffee machine across the workshop, frozen in indecision with his tablet in hand because he should call Lupin Barry. He should say something to someone, but then the projector screen turns on with a bright flash, a huge pane of saturated blue across the wall. Jarvis keeps talking. I can keep keeping the audio systems. Paco hesitates just for a moment. Across the wall, Against the blue. Hello, soldier. So nice to see you again. Taco drops his tablet and runs. End of chapter 42